I don't at least try, it'll be under their control. They're here, Brody. They're all around us. I can feel them. Brody didn't let her see the chill he felt crawling up and down his spine. I can hold them off until our people get here. The sun'll be up in less than an hour, and the bastards aren't invisible. Until then, even if they could, they wouldn't bust in with guns blazing, not with you here. She was shaking her head, and her voice shook as well. No, they want me badly. He wants me badly. They might take the risk of wounding me. I think they might. And they'd kill you for sure. You know that. Listen to me. He held his voice steady, held both her hands tightly, and tried his best to hold her gaze, despite the way it darted around in building panic. The windows are shuttered, and like the door, are made of steel-sheathed solid oak with iron hinges and locks. The walls are two feet thick. There's no chimney. This cabin is a fortress. They'd have to take it apart to get to us. That's one of the reasons I picked it. She wasn't listening, wasn't hearing. I have to try. I have to stop them. What they'll do. You don't understand, Brody, what they'll do to me. You can't understand. Jill, don't. Don't let them panic you into doing something that could destroy you. She snatched her hands from his grasp and backed away from him. I'm afraid of them, don't you know that? Terrified. I know what they'll do if they get me. I know. My dreams have shown me, over and over again. They'll hurt me. They'll hurt me in ways you couldn't imagine in your worst nightmares. I won't let them hurt you. You can't stop them. But I can. I know I can. Brody saw her eyes begin to darken and lose focus, saw her entire body tense as she called on all the energy she had left in a desperate attempt to form some kind of weapon that her panic demanded she try to use to save herself. And even with only five senses to call his own, Brody had a terrible premonition. No, Jill, don't. Duran's headset crackled softly in his ear, and he pulled it off and stared at it. He was granted only that warning, and only scant seconds to understand what it portended. For him, it was enough. Without putting the headset back on, he snapped into the microphone, Remove the headsets, now, and dropped his to the ground. Before it had quite touched the pine needles underfoot, the elegant little electronic device emitted an ear-splitting shriek and burst into flames. Duran looked toward the cabin and his men and saw immediately that two of them had not been quick enough in obeying orders. One lay about thirty feet from the cabin, stretched out on his back as though napping. But from the neck up was little more than a lump of blackened, smoldering flesh. The other, who had hesitated just that instant too long, was Duran's lieutenant. He had clearly managed to get the headset off quickly enough to prevent the worst from happening, since it burned a foot or so away from him but not soon enough to save himself completely. He didn't make a sound, but held his head with both hands and rolled around on the ground in a way that told Duran that at the very least his eardrums had certainly been destroyed. The others were rushing to their fallen comrades. Duran didn't move. Instead, he stared at the cabin that was now more visible in the breaking dawn, and very quietly he murmured, You shouldn't have done that, Jill. Her body was limp when Brody picked her up and placed her gently on the couch. She was breathing, 
Her eyes were open. When he checked, her pulse was steady. But Jill Harrison was gone. And she was never coming back. Brody had been warned this could happen, but he had never seen it, and hadn't believed it possible, until he knelt there beside the couch in that quiet, quiet cabin and looked into eyes so empty it was like looking into the glassy black eyes of a doll. Still kneeling at her side, he took out his handkerchief and carefully wiped away the trickles of blood from her nose and ears. He folded her hands in a peaceful pose over her stomach. Absently, he brushed a strand of her hair back from the wide, unlined brow. He closed her eyes. Jill Harrison. Not dead, but gone. She had been twenty-two. After a long, long time, Brody got to his feet. He felt stiff, and so tired it was beyond exhaustion. He felt old.